What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors Podcast. My name is Brian, and today we have a special guest. We're coming at you with so many guests. We got Heroes for Sale, Adam. Um, you have so much cool content on your Instagram, and your podcast is booming. And you know, we wanted you to come on here because, uh, like, it's, you post a lot of cool stuff. Especially like, there's one that we're gonna talk about, The Rock. But Adam, real quick, you want to say hi and just kind of give like a quick snippet of who you are and everything like that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So uh, my name is Adam, like, like you said, uh, Heroes for Sale on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, sort of, Reddit, sort of, uh, but Instagram and Twitter and then the podcast are probably the two places where you can find the most amount of content from Heroes for Sale sports card related stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, You're like literally everywhere. You said you have a Reddit too? Yeah, uh, I started a uh, like hero r slash heroes for sale. Yeah, because I saw like a bunch of other just random people have Reddit pages, and I'm like, <laughs> that seems like a kind of cool idea. I use Reddit almost every single day. I might as well yeah, just try here. and start that. Yeah. So I mean, Reddit. I I think Reddit's interesting, and I think the the virality almost is kind of what I'm most interested in. Like, just from a content perspective, there's actually, so the Luis Roberts superfractor, who is a baseball player, probably okay. one of the top rookies this year, his, his, uh, superfractor auto sold last summer. And I posted it on the baseball card Reddit. Yeah. And actually, if you search, uh, Luis Roberts superfractor, that Reddit post comes up. So oh, that's I, thought awesome. that, I thought that was kind of interesting. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to get people to come and see what heroes for sale is. Cause literally one time I posted on like baseball card, the baseball baseball card Reddit, And then like it had maybe 50 upvotes or something. So I, then I commented in there and I was like, Hey, if you guys are interested in more content, come check out the heroes for sale podcast. And I put my link and I checked 10 minutes later and had like a hundred down votes, like wow, the, the, the post. So wow. like Reddit, Reddit severely hates the self promotion. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> yeah. trying to m- maneuver that kind of uh, maneuver that route that Reddit has. Okay. Shout out to everyone that's making content. Do not just be like, come follow us and Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Cause you will get downvoted. Yeah. Yeah. Adam did it, did the, uh, did the, uh, thing for us. So, <laughs> but Hey, but explain how you got that name though. Heroes for sale. That, I thought that was such a cool name. Um, I, when I think about heroes, I think about sports, sports cards, but you know, how'd you come up with that name though? Totally. So I started out actually, it was two by three designs, uh, because I was going to be reviewing sports card designs. And then I also realized that actually sports cards are two and a half inches by three and a half, not two by three. So (laughs) then I was trying to figure out a new name and I knew I had, I wanted to do something with sports cards. And I remembered when I was younger, like, uh, I mean, I must've been eight or nine maybe because it's actually a, it's an ode to the old sports card store. That's originally from my town that was next to the dairy queen. Um, so, and that's where I used to go and get all the Pokemon cards, uh, baseball, basketball, football, all those cards back in the day. So that's when I, uh, and also it actually, it's sort of is a spelling mistake technically because heroes in the sense that I'm using it, which someone pointed out to me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm keeping it. Is, <laughs> it, it should be H E R O E S. And, but, and actually it even used to have an apostrophe S. So it literally gram- it used to grammatically, be grammatically made absolutely no sense, but I'm like, I'm keeping it because I, I, I get, I make spelling mistakes all the time. And it's almost part of the brand at this point where people will like, I, like I posted um, a tweet or something and somebody was just like, yeah, there's a spelling mistake in the tweet. I'm like, Oh, well, 
But, <laughs> so Heroes for Sale originally was the sports card or collectible card shop in my town. So it's kind of, it's a, uh, it's a ode to that. Yeah. Cool. That, that, yeah, I was going to say, you have like one of the best names out in the sports card content. <laughs> just wow, just like you know. Thank you so much. I think so. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, the reason why we got you on here is because you follow a lot of U.S. men's national team soccer players. And I love soccer. Uh, as, I mean, obviously, but we, I love U.S. men's soccer. And I'm a huge junkie about it. And the thing is, Bob and Luigi, they get sick of me when I talk about them. <laughs> like, completely just sick of it. Uh, but, but, you know, we were talking about the MLS Bowman Chrome, um, the tops on demand, I believe, the 2020. And I don't remember, I don't know exactly how many sets they actually were bought up. Do you know, Adam? I, I think it was a little bit less than 7,000 total sets. Oh, wow. That's um, actually a lot more than I expected. Yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised by that number. And I don't know, how, like I figured the configuration is probably the same number of cards in total for each player, if I had to guess. So it essentially means that there's probably like 650 cards for each individual player in the set. And I don't, I don't know if that's a fact or not, but that's kind of based off of how many packs were sold. And there's 100 people on the checklist and then there's 10 cards per pack. I kind of did a little bit of math there. And I, <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's around 650 to 700, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But yeah, there was like just below 7,000 sets that were ordered of that, of that specific set. Very interesting. Well, I'm going to trust you on that. I'm going to trust you on the, on the math. But, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with MLS is the Major League Soccer brand, basically it is the premier soccer league in U.S. in the United States. And I know some people have laughed at that, but it is growing. You know, um, we do we do get a lot of cynicism when it comes to United States uh, soccer, soccer uh, information and everything like that, soccer teams, soccer brands. But I think MLS is a really interesting outlook. You know, I know, I know you were kind of talking about how there's some players that we were looking at. I think we were talking about Brandon Aronson. Um, he's Aronson, a very, yep. yeah, he's a very interesting player to look at, but you know, the s- checklist is only like a hundred people, hundred players, right? I think the it's front. all, uh, it's U24 players too. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's, cause they're using like the bone. Cause, um, okay. Yeah. Bowman can you explain? For, yeah. Yeah, sure. So Bowman for baseball essentially is like the pre it's the premier pre rookie card for any baseball player. So, um, like for just, for example, like the number one prospect this year is Wander Franco and he plays for the devil rays. Um, and his card is from 2018, like, but there's a thing called the first Bowman, which they didn't do with this set, but they did include the rookie card logo on this set, but it didn't. So it's, they kind of are trying to mix the, the demand of uh, prospects and younger players with like MLS. Interesting. I, I had no idea. I was wondering why, where is the Bowman? I, I don't collect baseball. I should ask Luigi to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you're, you're explaining it to me now, but yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that. So it's under 24. That makes it even more attractive. You know, these are a lot of prospects and obviously we know the success of some prospects that went from MLS to overseas. Um, the main ones, Alfonso Davies. And, you know, obviously that is like the number one, um, dream for, yeah, totally. for, for like any, any, uh, transfer for any league for like a league like MLS. But, you know, I think you had some players on your list that you're, you know, were in- really interested on that list because even if you didn't buy the set, there's gonna be really interesting, um, opportunities to find like singles of players. So I was wondering to see, you know, what players were you thinking about Adam on the checklist that you, you thought was, you know, would be worth a look at. So the sets I think have started to get shipped. So the singles are starting to be available on, on eBay. And I'm not sure like 
I'd be, I'll be interested to see how many of the sets get opened and how many people keep. Right. But so Brent, like you mentioned, Brendan Aronson is a player for Philadelphia who actually just, he, he just signed or actually I'm not. So sometimes soccer gets, a, gets a little bit confusing yeah, with like signings confusing. and transfers. So at the end of this season, Aronson is going to play for Salzburg, which is in Austria, I yes, believe, yes. which is the team that Holland played for before going to Dortmund. Um, and I guess this is Aronson's first year in the MLS because the way it, it works similarly with the MLS with other leagues where they have like a youth academy. Yeah. Um, so I think he came up through, I'm not sure if he came up through one of the other teams or if he was with Philadelphia the whole time, but he is going to, at the end of this year, at the end of this season, he's going to play for Salzburg, which I, I mean, that's a huge, he, I, I saw this. He's the, I think it was the, highest homegrown transfer from an MLS team to a team overseas. And it was, I think it was $6 million, which that's another thing I don't fully understand, like how that works. Like, I'm not sure if he gets the 6 million or if <laughs> Philadelphia gets the 6 million or if Salzburg gets the 6 million. Like, I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, so he's going over there after this season. Let me, and let me then, help you uh, out, Adam. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Um, no one knows. I, I bet you don't, <laughs> no the team, knows. the team, the, the team doesn't even probably know. That's, that's, right. how, that's how complicated MLS uh, rules are with the transfer fees and all that stuff. But go right. along, keep going, keep going on. So uh, then Brian, uh, Brian Rodriguez yes. is a player. He plays for FC LAFC, I think. Yes. LAFC. Um, and he is also, he also has, so Aronson and Rodriguez both have rookie cards in this set. Uh, there's also an MLS tops, like the, the, the flagship set that's coming out in October. I believe, I think it's either late October or early November. I forget exact the exact date. Okay. So I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to see who is included on that checklist. Cause that'll have the whole entire league. And I think kind of the one issue with the MLS, and I think it, I don't, I don't know if there's any really way to way to fix it, but it's just all the young players that are any good leave the MLS. So like, if you look at like, uh, I think there's a website called like transfer market. It's yes. like, um, a website that talks about the market values of all the players, like yes, in real correct. life. And if you look at like the top MLS players, like even the players who are worth the most, they're all like in their late twenties, early thirties. And so it's, it's a little bit harder to, you're all, it's really realistically, you're only probably going to see two to three of those types of players leaving from the MLS to another league. But I mean, Aronson's another example. I think he's 18 and he's, he's on the second best team in the Eastern conference. He's on Philadelphia and he's going, he's, he's going like, he's out, like that's it for him. So like, that's kind of something interesting. And then, um, uh, Caden Clark is another player yes. who is doing basically something very similar. And I think on his tops now card, he will have the rookie card logo. Okay, good. good, good. It, it doesn't have it on the stuff that on like their promotional stuff, but I, I feel like there's no reason for him not to have it on there. So I think he will. Um, and then the only other player that I have on my list that isn't in this MLS set, but has a card in the tops, MLS set from 2018 is uh, Diego Rossi. Yeah, he's who good too. is I think he's also on LAFC yep. and uh, he's tied for second in goals this season. And he, I think he's 20, 23 or 24. So I don't know yeah. if I expect him to like go somewhere else, but like he's at the top of the league. He's still kind of in that age range. And he has a card from 2018 that I would, cause his first year in the MLS was 2018. He's in that set. Doesn't have the rookie card logo. Cause they hadn't made that yet for soccer, right. but I would say he's another guy that I, 
I think would be someone to look into. If you're looking for MLS players, I'm sure, I'm sure there's tons of other players throughout the whole entire world that you could look into. But if you're interested in the MLS, those are at least three or four guys that I kind of are on my radar at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. You brought those names up because I, I find them pretty, pretty decent. And I think the, the way Caden Clark and Brandon Aronson, that's really the realistic way, the path that you're going to see most MLS players take going from like, you know, um, MLS to another farm. Not, I want to say Salzburg is a farm t- team, but like a football factory, essentially. We right, call them a football right. factory. They go to a factory and hopefully they could develop. Um, mm. Expecting um, all these MLS prospects to go and pull Alfonso Davies is very, very tough. You know, I think Davies is one of generational talents and everything like that. But there's so much good opportunities because Salzburg is um, is coached by Jesse Marsh, which is an American coach that used to coach for New York Red Bulls. So he's going to give those opportunities for the for um, the Americans. You know, I think Caden Clark is very interesting. It's so crazy. I didn't even, you know, I kind of was just like, all right, that's cool. 17 year old scored his first goal. Then right, right when they dropped his tops now, his I think it's number 34. His second game or third game, I forgot which game it was. He scored another banger, and it was just like, "What? Who is this guy?" I, I think he, I think he may be doing something similar. Like, it, there's another player recently that isn't. They're going to um, Leipzig. Is there? I, I, I for, off the top of my head, I think I don't think it was him, but I think there's another player that was like rumored that was very similar to like the Aronson Leipzig. and Clark to like go. They're going to Leipzig, but yeah, like Caden Clark, he signed the contract. It's so funny. He signed the contract that day and then he goes and he plays and he scores the winning goal in like the 92nd minute it's like that's like if you're i mean if you're a homegrown soccer player that's like the that's like the dream right there that's gonna be so that's gonna be so awesome yeah yeah it's like oh i you leveled up and you sign a contract well before that you level up and then and then you go out and score a banger and then you score another goal Um, exactly yeah yeah so awesome yeah, and Tyler, I think you're talking about Tyler Adams, right? They went to Leipzig. Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Tyler, Tyler Adams is another one that I think he's – is he st- he's still on Leipzig, right? Yeah, he's still playing yeah. for Leipzig. He's not as flashy, but I will say uh, – you heard it here first. He will be the American captain for the United mm. States national team. But anyways, um, we'll go, moving along though. Oh, before that, I actually saw some names that I'm kind of curious about for people that really want to get into MLS. Um, they have Gianluca Busio. I don't think that's his rookie card. He's been playing for Kansas City for a while. Uh, Reggie Cannon's very interesting as well. Paxton Pomico is very interesting. Paxton Pomico is who I'm very, very high on as well. And then there's Daryl DK. The only reason I know him is he plays for Orlando City. I watch Orlando City a lot. That's it's his first year. And he's been mm. pretty decent as a number nine. So those are some names to, to throw at y'all. <laughs> All right. I, that's probably, yeah, that's probably the most anyone's ever heard of like MLS card <laughs> yeah. content. Like maybe ever, to be completely honest. Yeah, for like, the history. I, like, think- I, try, I, I try and talk about it a little bit on my page, but like, there, the, I don't think anybody like not really that many people are watching the MLS because like no. <laughs> I, I just think what ends up happening is like if you're a soccer fan, you're a fan of maybe the team that you like, maybe the team from your area, like the New England Revolution. There's a team that I, I'll, I'll oh, watch right. the games if they're on TV. I'll watch. I've watched like maybe fifty percent of the games. Like I watched all the MLS's back tournament games with them. Also because I was the only sport on at the time. But like, <laughs> yes, I had I no watched, choice. <laughs> Like I watched them play the, the the Philadelphia Union. They played them the other day, so I watched I watched most of that game. Um, but then, if if you're not a fan, if you're a soccer fan, you're most likely a fan of some European team or yeah. some team overseas a lot. Um, 
a lot less, but like, cause I mean, for example, I think like the Seattle Sounders are a very popular team. Yeah. Uh, Tor- yeah. Toronto is a very popular yes. team. Uh, Atlanta is another popular one. So there are some teams I think that are good in the MLS. It's just, it's just, like I said, anytime you get a talent that's good, that's young, they don't want to play in the MLS. They want to go somewhere else. And because they know that if they go somewhere else, they'll probably have a better chance of I guess, potentially signing a larger contract, but it's kind of just all how the MLS works. And that's why you see a lot of the older, older players, or you see like a player like uh, Zlatan, he comes here, plays for a year and then goes and now he's on AC Milan. So it's like, he's killing it it, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, I think Wayne Rooney did something similar. So like he's seen the older, older stars kind of coming here. Um, and I think like, cause Beckham owns the team in Miami. So that I think could be a very interesting team going forward, like to potentially get some players who maybe aren't, maybe are not in their prime, but they're not like over the hill, like even some older players. I think that could be kind of interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, uh, um, in there, they have Pizarro. So it's actually very interesting to look at, but I will say, um, MLS is starting to become a little bit of like a selling league, which I want them to be actually, I think that's the most feasible way to be, to grow a league, you know, and then right. one day you could, don't have to do that. But yeah, it, that is probably the most MLS stuff you'll hear. Some of you guys are probably like, why did we listen to it? But I bet you, you know, you're going to see Brandon Anderson, Caden Clark, you'll see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but let's talk about something that you posted the other day, which I found super interesting. We talked about this, me and Bob actually talked about this a while back, um, about the rock, you know, the rock, if you guys don't know the rock, he is a huge personality. He has like the most Instagram followers now, apparently. And he's a big deal. He's a big deal. And his rookie card, for Miami Hurricanes, so it's yeah, like a college. It's like a college card, uh, sold for nine thousand dollars. It was a PSA ten. I'm, I'm yeah, not, yeah, PSA ten. PSA ten. And I just want to talk about that real quick because I know some people are like, you know, it's when you're investing in player based on you know, invest in performance, which is true. I think performance does play a big role, but I also think if you have performance and branding, that makes it means a big role because like. We do get scoffed, believe it or not, when people when I start throwing out follower numbers for soccer players, you know they're like, "What is that? That has nothing to do with anything with card collecting," you know. But popularity does play a part. I mean, The Rock. I don't know, Adam. Was he a great football player? By any oh means? no, he didn't. He he. I don't even think he was like the backup offensive lineman for Miami. And then he and then he obviously goes to the W. Like let's just put it in. Put it. Uh, let's put it in terms this way the card is from 1994 he has a wwe card from 1997 so that's that's in that three-year span he moved from football to uh that's why like if you watch any of the the documentaries about miami football he's like not in it like even though he's probably (laughs) the most famous person on that team to come out of that team he's like not really in the docu none of the documentaries just because he he just didn't i guess he just must not have played that much because if you look at those early nineties teams, it's just, it's just super hall of famer after hall of famer after hall of famer. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the rock. And it's like, you almost forget that the rock was there. Cause like, especially at the time, cause it's like, if you're looking for the card and you go to search for like Miami football, the rock, it's like, that doesn't exist. Cause it says Dwayne Johnson. On right, the card. Right. So it's like, you, for, you even forget sometimes like, <laughs> who, who is that? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But what do you how do you feel about branding though you know Adam I I know you work in marketing we we're just talking about that but you know for investment wise how, how how do you think investors should navigate when it comes to a player branding wise I think it's basically just as important like yeah. I think the fact that Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar they all have like hundreds of millions of Instagram yeah. followers like 
Ronaldo may be the most famous person in the world next to the rock. So, yeah. uh, like, I think that card specifically too, like, if, or even maybe not that's card specifically, but if you look at like smaller, like niche, like markets and not even really markets, but like niche, um, things that people like, like wrestling, uh, I would put sports cards into that conversation as well. Uh, like anime, uh, gaming, like all of these like niche, uh, non-popular mainstream things have become, have they become mainstream? So like they've become more popular than almost like stuff. Like you see stuff in the news and it's like, nobody really cares. Like, but like if, um, I don't know, someone in the gaming industry or someone, and maybe it's just because I'm into that type of stuff. So I see more of that in the news, but like, or, or I mean, for example, you see, you see, uh, the guy winning the Fortnite, he $3 million and people are like, wait, he won $3 million. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's what, that's how much money is in that industry. And I, I and I think, and like I said, anime and wrestling are kind of becoming, and I think even wrestling is mainstream now. I would consider wrestling as like a mainstream thing. Like it's not just something that like, like that your, your friend from high school that still lives in his parents' basement is watching. Like that's <laughs> not, that's not, the, uh, that's not what a wrestling fan is anymore. A wrestling fan is someone like me or someone like you or somebody like anybody. Yeah. I mean, and I think like he's in, and, and the rock is obviously, I'd say he's probably the, t- he's probably top three. Like I would say like Hulk wow. Hogan. Okay. Um, and then I would, I would maybe say Steve Austin and I know people are going to hate me for this, but I think John Cena is very popular. And I, I mean, I like him. So that's why he I is popular. That, why I'm putting him in that conversation, but the rock is probably in that top five, maybe not wrestlers of all time, but at least, uh, wrestling personalities of all time. I think that would. So when you look at that, the nine, the $9,000 for something that there's only 20 of like, that's kind of yeah, another thing that I think really true. led to the price being what it was is that there's only, there's only, tw- I think there's, I think it's 20 and then there's only 30 total graded. Cause it was one of those cards that comes from like sports illustrated for kids yeah. had the cards that you like fold over and then you rip out. Yeah. So like, think about what you did with those cards when you were a kid, if you got those magazines or you got those types of cards, like for the most part, I just would open them, toss them in a box. So I'm sure that's what happened with, with that card a ton. So I, <laughs> I don't even know how many of those cards are in good enough shape to like get graded. So it's like something where the population of that card is probably going to stay pretty steady. So I don't, and I think that card is, is, is closer. I, I talked about this when I talked about it on my podcast, I think it's closer to the Charizard card than it is to like a Luca card. If, Interesting. if that okay. makes sense, like from an art perspective where right. it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a type of thing that like is, is popular and that will become more popular. I think in the future, based off the fact that there's not that many of them, what the rock is doing, he might even become the president. Like who knows, like at what, like he's like super ridiculously famous. So, um, I mean, I think both all those combination of things equal why that card sold for so much. And like you said, I think the, the branding in general of athletes and celebrities and people in the entertainment industry, like that's, I think that matters compared to like, just it, it matters just as much, if not more, to what people are doing on the field or the court or whatever sport athlete someone's playing. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and those are great points. Yeah, I think the perf is perforated, right? Like the way perforated. Yep, that the actual terminology. But yeah, the fact that and it's so super condition sensitive um, that made it made that price like to the to the moon. Basically, I mean nine thousand. I can't fathom 
for for the I think, I think it was fifteen hundred dollars in June. Wow! If I saw if I saw that correctly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I saw uh, Darren Ravel tweet that or something. So yeah, I mean pretty pretty well because when I actually when I because I did a I originally found the card because it was The Rock's birthday last year, <laughs> and I decided to make a post saying "Happy Birthday to The Rock." And I was like, "What's his earliest sports card?" Wow! And I found <laughs> that one, and I th- it, I think it was like. I'm pretty sure a PSA 10, like last, I, I don't remember when it was, when the post was, but it was only $600 for a PSA 10 at the time. And that was Jeez. like a year ago. So I don't know when that would have been, but it was like a year ago recently. I'm pretty sure. But like I said, I mean, it's a wild, it's a wild card. <laughs> yeah. So, so what that all means for soccer card investors is basically, you know, look for what, look what players are doing outside of football, right? Like, you know, I look at Didier Drogba is really interesting. He literally stopped the war um, for his home country. Uh, Roberto Baggio doing like, he, you know, like all these peaceful things. It's just crazy. And the player that's currently playing that he had a great goal today too, Marcus Rashford, you know, he fed the kids. Um, he's a stand-up guy. That's what helps move prices for players, you know, especially in soccer, you know, off the field, off the field. Yeah. Off the field. And, well, and scoring a goal helps on the field, but yeah, you yeah, would like to have a, both. A, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's just crazy. The rock literally had nothing on the field, but everything off the field. So, but right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it just gives you kind of perspective, like, you know, what, how much branding, plays a part in investing in players so so and another thing i want to ask talk to you about we obviously champions league was today and we have some americans that played in champions league i i think you watched um serginio des right yep yeah serginio des i don't know i didn't really get to watch too much about it but a, a lot of fireworks I, what type of americans are you excited about in champions league though adam <sighs> I mean, all of them, like, I I mean, honestly, I think my, like my Instagram has just become like a, like a USA men's soccer fan page at this point. I love it. um, (laughs) Anytime they're in the news, I'll post it. Like it's cause I I don't even care like what team they're on. Like Chelsea is my team in the premier league that I really like. So like Pulisic being on Chelsea is like humongous for me. Cause that's like, that's the team that I like. So, and then also now they've got uh, Havertz and, uh, Werner. So, I mean, that was absolutely incredible, but just from, from, from a USA perspective, like, I mean, uh, I'm going to, there is so there was 10 players on a champions league roster this season, which was a record, uh, for, for American soccer. And then even today, I think it was a record for most players in a starting lineup. I think, I think there was five different players, USA players who were in a starting lineup on one of the teams. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we're seeing, records and i i always you know the thing with soccer with american soccer is i i, I followed it like when i was younger and then when they kind of got they, they didn't make the world cup I, yeah that's tough. where i stopped that's where i kind of just stopped following it like yeah, it the the 2014 world cup i had just turned 21 and so the summer that summer i would just i would go to the bar and watch the games like with everybody else watching the usa games and it was super cool yeah but then after that them not making it kind of hurt my fanhood, I guess. But from that, I think that's kind of where we've seen all of these young players make their way up through the ranks. And I, I, I'm not saying that I don't think that they would have done this if they had made the world cup, but like, I think there may have been a little less hunger for some of these players if they had made the world cup. And, and now granted, like Polistic is probably one of the oldest, that one of the oldest, like good players on the, I guess, cause they're, they're <laughs> well, throwing shots to, out I there. I don't, I don't really know exactly. How, and that, yeah. I don't know exactly how to word it, but like of this core 10 players that are playing in Europe and in the champions league, like Plistic probably the, the most experience. One. He's a yeah, most right, experience. Exactly. So, yeah. 
Oh, and that was the other thing. He uh, started, it was his 19th start in the Champions League, which I think is, now he's in second overall with American players. And then, yeah, like you were saying, Dest, he actually was the first American to start in a Liga game. And so, I mean, like, and then McKinney, obviously we got Juventus here. McKinney (laughs) got to rep him because... I would say McKinney actually have the, and I rep McKinney because I like him, but also because I have the most cards of his. Cause of like course, yeah. I was buying them when they were like 30 to 50 cents a piece. And I think <laughs> I have like 60, I have like 60 of his uh, tops Chrome 2018 card. And then I have a bunch of refractors and a Bundesliga one. So it's like, I like, and just so seeing him go and playing with Ronaldo. Cause that's, I mean, that's another thing like from, from American perspective, like for McKinney to go to, Juventus and play with Ronaldo like that's huge and then also like Dest and um uh Con- Conrad I think uh, oh, I don't know how Conrad, to pronounce his last yeah, Conrad name. de la Fuente yeah he also they both play for play with Messi so you know and then putting kind of past all the the stuff that happened this year with him kind of trying to leave but still they're now they're going to play with with these huge names who are the best players at maybe ever, like people argue ever, but the best players in the world right now. So, I mean, that's huge for, and then, and then, and then you got Reina who plays yeah. for Dortmund and he's, he's got the Sancho, he's got Holland, he's got uh, Jude, he's got all of these also tons of young players, which, I mean, I think Dortmund is another one of those types of um, factories teams that people go to, and then they go to a bigger team. But like, if they can keep this core around, like I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's maybe a hot take, but like Dortmund, I think has a shot at taking down Byron this year. Oh, if, really? all play, if all these players play up to their potential, uh, because they almost, it, it, they, it really, it came down to the last like three or four weeks last year where yeah. Byron, they were, they were in control and dominant for the whole season. And then COVID happens. But I think Dortmund was still like, there was, they still had a chance with four or five games left in the season. So it's a long season. So we'll see, but I, I like Dortmund as I like Dortmund a lot. So, and then Polistic obviously coming from there, that's huge. So, I mean, the U S men's team, it's, it's, I am extremely optimistic. That's I'll put it that way. Yeah. I'm extremely optimistic as well. It's, it's funny with Chelsea, you know, Pulisic just maybe he didn't get on his score sheet today. Um, my only knock on him is that I don't want him to get hurt too much. That's, he, that's he just, big, yeah. he just seems to get hurt a lot and it's always muscle injuries. But one really bright point was that Mason Mount was subbed off for Zayich. Um, and it's really interesting because Pulisic, he just came back from his injury and everything like that. So he played a, almost almost full 90. He got subbed up by, uh, from Kalen. But like the fact that Lampard really trusts him, obviously he has a number 10 shirt. So that's that's some big trust right there. But yeah, totally. The, but the fact that he played almost a full 90 um, says that Lampard really trusts on him. So I think Pulisic, Finally. people don't have to, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All the prejudice, I, I could tell from Lampard just the way he was playing them in the beginning. But yeah. Um, and then Giovanni Reina, I think today he got an assist, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, on the Holland goal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I they just got blasted by uh, what was it, Lazio? Right? Was it Lazio? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it was Lazio. So that that was something else. Um, but but you know, I think I I completely agree. I'm super optimistic about those young players because they're playing at a high level, and they're not just making teams. You know, they're actually going in, this, in the starting eleven or making exactly. an impact, yep. which is so different from right now because beforehand i believe when jürgen klinsman was the coach we did have a lot of players playing for uh in the european teams like a lot of them like literally 
seventy five percent of them, but they're not like they're like all mid tier teams. But these are elite mm-hmm. clubs. That's, that you're that was, about. Right, I totally yeah, one hundred percent going going to and playing at some of the, like some of the most popular biggest teams in Europe. Like I think that's a pretty big deal. And and like I said, I've done probably more research over the past six months about these U S players than I had maybe before. So I, there may be, there may be times where people went other places than I'm not, I'm not aware of like, cause I know, um, who was, he, he, there was, cause Pulisic scored a, he scored a hat trick in one of the games last yeah. season. And it was, he's the only American other than, um, he played for the Sounders and then he went oh, over and played for Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dempsey. Cause, and then he, cause so they're the only two Americans that have scored, scored hat tricks in the premier league. So I think that's, that's a big deal. And yeah, like you were saying, just them going to these big teams and starting, I think is, is just as big of a deal as if they were just going like, I mean, that's, it's, yeah. it's huge. And especially at such young ages too. That's another big thing that I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I wish, I wish, um, Weston McKinney didn't get the, get COVID man. I really wanted to see him in Champions League. <laughs> Actually, what is guy yeah, doing? I mean, what, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully him and Ronaldo can play <laughs> against Barcelona. Cause that would be a huge buzzkill. Like for the first time oh, Ronaldo no. and Messi ever, ever face off in the group stages. And then Ronaldo doesn't play in one of the games. It's like, ugh, whatever. What, what is this? But <laughs> anyways, do you, what's your outlook though for the 2022 USA team? You know, uh, I we I get we get jokes so we get um roasted so hard because you know I think the banter is just how it is with our community. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> um they're yeah. just like, you know, USA's not gonna make the World Cup, um, all these things. But you know, how do you feel about the 2022 outlook? Um what what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I mean I think I think we just we just kind of talked about it for 15 minutes about how optimistic we both are. Like I Yeah, I think there's no surprise. I, I'm pretty optimistic about what I think they can do now. I like the players. So that's why I'm so optimistic about it. Like, I don't think, I think if it were a team like the last, if, if I, if, if somehow the U S had made it in the last one, I wouldn't, I would have said they probably weren't making it out of the group stage, even if they make it to the world cup. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. But this time, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they make it out of the group stage. I think it, it does also come down to what group they end up being in for the world cup. Yeah, like if they get like, yeah. if they get like Germany, and I don't know, like Argentina or something, I think it's going to be, ext- it's going to be extremely tough for them to get out of that group. But if they can get some smaller, if they can get into a group with a couple teams that are yeah, be at the same level <laughs> yeah, as him. Yeah. yeah don't yeah, just start naming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not specific. I'll say the good teams, not the bad teams, but if, <laughs> if they can get into a group with the teams that are around the same level as them, yeah. I think we still have another two years of growth of those players and because we also are going to have the Olympics too. And I don't know how many of them are going to play in the Olympics, but like, mm. I'm pretty sure we can qualify. And like all of our good players are going to be on that roster for the most part. Like I think Pulisic is close and I think McKinney is close, but I'm pretty sure next summer they should be able to qualify for the Olympics and play on that team. Cause I think it's, I think it's U24. I'm not sure if it's U22, but, uh, I think twenty three. I think it's twenty three. Right. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Right. I don't know what it's. Let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I like all the players, and I don't know because I've looked at you because they always post. um, There's a couple of accounts that I follow. I think it's like there's uh, Americans abroad. I think is one account that I follow. They're great. And then I think the other one is U.S. Men's or U.S. M.N. Only. I think. Yeah. So they're two accounts that I follow, and. They, they're all, they only post us men's soccer stuff. So whenever they post stuff, I always get super hype. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> so, 
like, cause if you see me post about American stuff, usually it's from their accounts. So shout out to those shout out to them. Cause they, they're, they're on top of it. And that's where I get most of my yeah, information. Yeah. Um, so optimistic, I th- optimistic. I think they can get out of the group stage if they are in a group, if they're in a good group. Um, I don't know how far they can make it. Cause I, I do think that like England is going to be like ridiculous this upcoming world cup. And I think, yeah. I mean, Germany is probably going to be still a powerhouse. Always, like yeah. Bra- Brazil will still have like, Neymar, he'll still be there. I mean, and I don't know what's going to happen with Argentina and, uh, and then, I mean, Portugal have Ronaldo and however Felix Joao does. So, I mean, there's names and there's players all around the world that I think are going to work that we can compete with. It's just going to come down to like, if they can all play well. So I think that's kind of where I'm sitting with, with the team for the next world cup. Okay. And the last, last question I want to ask, I don't think we talked about it, but who do you think is the best is going to be the best American player uh, from the names that we talked about in, in 2022 coming 22, who is going to be the face of American soccer? <laughs> I mean, I it's, 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 it's definitely hard not to say Pulisic. Um, but I also, I mean, like I said, I really like McKinney and I think if he can, he, he doesn't score like he was the only, it was funny cause he played for Salka, which I'm actually glad that he got out of there. Yeah, they, got, a- they got, they got demoted, I think this season. So well, they're about he would have been, yeah, or they <laughs> either they about to or they did this this season. But so he got out of there just in time, and he was the only goal scorer for them after they returned from COVID. They played like six games, and I think he scored like three goals. <laughs> the team scored three goals, and they were all from McKinney. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember uh, that. I mean, I I like McKinney as well. I think um, Sargent is also an interesting player. It might be the red hair thing that I like about him, <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty cool. I think, I mean. Rain Rainia is is one of the better players at Dortmund, so I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say a player like him. I, so I guess if I had to choose, I would say yeah. Pulisic. Pulisic but if okay. I, if, uh, if if someone who I think is maybe maybe not Pulisic, I would say it's probably going to be Rainia. If I had okay. to guess, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. As long as Pulisic doesn't get hurt. I think right. Yeah, totally. Exactly. But anyways, thank, thank you so much, Adam, for coming on, uh, you know, our show and everything like that, man. I love chopping it up with like, especially when it talks about us men's national team, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm on it. I'm on it. But guys, make sure to follow heroes for sale. Do not spell it right. Spell it with, um, H E R O S for sale, uh, on Instagram podcast. You're pretty much on all the links and everything like that. Um, but you want to add anything else, Adam? No, I mean, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I think it's always fun to do podcasts with, with other people who have similar interests, who can do, who do, I think you guys do really great content too. So I think that's, that's, um, that's really cool. I think you guys do a great, you guys have great commentary kind of on soccer and trying to, I think one of the best in my, in my opinion, you guys are one of the best when it comes to like finding the cards and the stickers that are actually the rookie card for players who maybe people don't know. Cause it's oh, like, I think you, that's one you. thing with the soccer market is that like, it's, it's new. It's, it's, there isn't much. That's kind of the thing I think that's interesting is like, like a player like Lewandowski who for Byron, oh, yeah. he, like all he has, I was doing this research and I think he has in his whole career. So think about how long his career is. He has just as many rookie cards throughout his whole entire career as like Ronald Acuna had in his rookie year. So I don't know. Is I it, think, was it what that, what's that mean? <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that's not a lot. That's okay, pretty okay, much like, gotcha, a, like, gotcha. like, so yeah, he doesn't have a lot of cards. So it's, I think it's, it can be hard to find the right one. So I think, and I think you guys do a good job at kind of mixing up stickers and cards because I think I kind of stay, stay away from stickers, but I think you guys do a really good job with that. So, I mean, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah. Th- well, thank you, Adam. It, it is still really hard trying to figure out some of these things because, like, these players, especially Lewandowski, we're actually going to cover them one day. Um, it's really confusing. But anyways, guys, make sure to like and subscribe um, and leave a review. That would mean the world to us and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Adam. 